here we go. Welcome to our episode this week of Guardians and Gladiators. I'm your host, Losey, and always with me is my good friend, D. How you doing? Wouldn't rather be anywhere else in the world. Losey, this is awesome. I'm so glad to be back for another episode. And yeah. uh, I think we're, we're going on a road trip, aren't we? We're going on a road trip. We're going to head down the 401 to Toronto and then uh, swing by the 400 quickly to stop in Aurelia today. Nice. Nice. I love it. So as much as we love London and we're not taking away from them and we haven't run out of people to speak to from London, don't worry. <laughs> We've got lots of time to speak to the rest of you and we'll be doing that. But we're going to just head down and speak with a few people and kind of check out what's happening with Special Olympics in the rest of the province. And uh, not only our uh, original Special Olympics programs and athletes, but we're also going to find out a little bit more about the youth games that are happening uh, in all the schools around us and be able to get kind of how far they've come in a short period of time. So I'm excited to hear about that. Kirsten Bobby from Special Olympics Ontario is going to be joining us to speak a little bit more on that. But coming up right after this break is going to be our first guest from Aurelia, Mr. Stephen Graham. So we'll be back right after this with Stephen. Welcome back to Guardians and Gladiators for today's episode. Our first guest is from, from Aurelia. Welcome to the show, Stephen Graham. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me on tonight. Stephen, how are you? Good, Derek. Sorry, my apologize, Derek. No, that's okay. That's okay. Chris was the one talking to you, so we'll, we'll get we'll get through both of us here. <laughs> so, how are things, Stephen? How are things going with you? I'm good, Derek. Thank you. Um, obviously, I did the Guardian Run in OPP a couple of weeks ago, and then and then just keeps on working. Good. Yeah, the Guardian's run. It was a, it was a cool, wet morning, wasn't it? Real wet. <laughs> but it, it was amazing how many people they still had turnout for that, wasn't it? Yeah, that was amazing. It was over 500. Yeah, great. And then yeah. there was the online portion. And in total, yeah. we saw the, the amount um, sent out last week. They raised $90,000 for the Guardian's right. run. So a shout out to all the people up with the uh, Torch Run up in the Aurelia area. They did a great job putting it on and to all the volunteers that helped out and people that sponsored everybody. And then people like yourself who came out and, and ran and, and on a, on a bit of a miserable morning. It was different. <laughs> when, when did you get started in special Olympics and what sport did you start at? Thank you, Chris, for asking me that, Chris, I started in 1997 and I started in actually in floor hockey. That was my main start sport and swimming as well. And where have you gone from there? What are some of the other sports you've been involved? I've done track and athletics, the track and field. I've joined curling. I've done basketball, and my main sport is speed skating. I've gone to an uh, 06. I started basically getting higher up. Then I went to Oboise 09. I went to South Korea in 13, and I went to Graz in 2017. Wow! wow. You're a world traveler, aren't you? I am. Thank you. I got this picture in my mind of you with a pair of speed skates tied together at the laces, hanging over your shoulder as you walk on all these airplanes. And <laughs> actually, that's the beginning on airplanes is harder with those skates than you ever think of. It's it's a little more challenging. It's 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 almost sometimes it's 
very hard to get skates to move anywhere in, in the world. Yeah, they're not small, are they? No. <laughs> no. I understood you were part of the torch run in Abu Dhabi. How, I was. How was, how was that? When that experience? You? Yeah. Totally, totally amazing experience in every which way. You couldn't, the scenery, the people, like Derek was there with me. It was, you got to see a whole new culture and what it takes behind the scenes, what Special Mix does for the LTLT run. It, is a, it was an amazing experience. Um, I got the opportunity to learn what it takes behind the scenes to make our games possible. And it, it was just a warming heart feeling. Chris, thank you. That's yeah, awesome. I, it was some experience, wasn't it, Stephen? I remember. It was. I remember sitting in the lounge at the airport before we even left, and we had no idea what was ahead of us for the next two no. weeks, did we? No, not at all. Like, God. Chris, long, long days. That's <laughs> it. it was yeah. very long yeah. days. Like, You're mean, not kidding. On a bus. We started at six right. o'clock in the morning, Chris, and some nights we didn't get done until almost eleven o'clock. But we did our job. We got people to recognize what sponsor is about and got them on board for the future games for track for summer games i think right mm -hmm. derek yeah for sure I, I think what would be really cool from your perspective having been to the world games before as an athlete and competed is we were there probably 10 days before yeah, any before. athletes even showed up weren't we yeah, and, we were you know, and, and you're right to see the behind the scenes on what leads up to it. And then as we were getting closer and closer, you know, a week left, six days left, five days left. And then all of a sudden some athletes started showing up from oh, around yeah. the world. Right. The excitement started building and building, you know, and those those opening ceremonies. Oh, oh my that was, goodness. That was that was it might. Hey, Chris, you know, going to open some is is amazing experience, right? Yeah. So from, from coming behind the, the torch, like Derek was saying, I think it was a, as much excitement going into the stadium as an LTL athlete rather than and as much as going as an athlete itself. It was just heartwarming experience. It was like mind-blowing. It was just so cool and how they did it for us as well. We, we stood around the whole stadium and we went from side to side like a, like a football stadium. We just kept going around. It was just neatest thing. Great. That's pretty cool. So it what was, did you, from your perspective, Stephen, seeing, because you spent two weeks with a bunch of law enforcement officers from around mm -hmm. the world, right? So with a hundred law enforcement officers for two weeks, what stuck out to you? What did you learn about how these, these law enforcement torture <clears throat> people felt towards Special Olympics and the athletes? Oh, very heartful, um, warmth. They cared for the athlete, all athletes. They, they stuck to every athlete needed something. They were right there. Just like any other game, you needed some help. They were right there to give you the curse to keep doing what you need to do through these games for the running and speaking. That was the biggest part too. helping when we needed to do a speech, an athlete to keep calm, cool, and enjoy the experience. And that was, for me, one of the highlights of the thing, getting the, all the, as much as I would say, when we say they were saying all the coach, the police officers say was, it's always about the athletes. Yes. But for my, you know, that two weeks, those police officers, as much as to be 
with it as much as I was. I was more more worried about helping keeping them going too, as well as they much as keeping me in line. Yeah, you, you know, I I notice on social media there's you still keep in contact with a lot of those law enforcement I officers do. from around the whole world. Right? I have like, your team I, alone. I, you had people from everywhere, didn't you? Yeah. I have a dig. I did. I, I I haven't been on as much right now because I'm just I'm busy doing everything. So I but I get back on it. Yeah, so it's, it, it's great. You, you were speaking about doing speeches and stuff, and and what was kind of funny, Losey was every time um, Stephen would do a speech at a certain stop, they who wherever whatever city we were in or whatever emirate we were in would present him with um, a really really nice artifact or, or a, a token from that, that was specific to that area or that city that meant something to them. And he got some incredible, incredible things. And there was one thing that he got that causes a little bit of a problem in the airport going home. <laughs> oh, yes. The, the big box with the big, uh, uh, Chris, it looked like a, almost like a horse. That's what it looked like. It, it, it was a, it was like a horse that it, and and it uh, it's like a gelp, like it was like a you know like um oh, I'm trying to say it. It's, I'm trying to think. I'm I'm a brain. Fart. Chris, Derek knows what I'm trying to say. It's like it's like a horse, um that flies, and it had a very sharp yeah um beak, and that's what the the problem was at the security. They thought that was it could use as a weapon. So so <laughs> Stephen wanted to take it on the plane with him, obviously, because it was fragile and he wanted to keep it with him <laughs> on the plane instead of checking it with luggage. But he's yeah. right, it had like almost like a unicorn kind of thing. Yeah. And Thank it had you. this big uh horn or something that was it was quite long and it was pointed yeah, at the end. And the security were worried that it's something he could have used as a weapon on board because he was gonna have it with his personal luggage. So it took a little bit of, of conversations oh, it, with the security yes. there and some explanations. <laughs> and eventually they let Stephen on with it. And uh, I'm happy to say nobody was injured as a result oh. of Stephen's award. <laughs> like I said, Chris, I'm glad um, we had a we have police officers like Derek helping me because I don't know if I could have got that past security without <laughs> helping <laughs> Because they just they were they they looked at it twice and they go, they were humming and hawing and yeah and lucky Chris um, Derek and another of our um, officers back gave me confidence to, that I can let come on because they weren't they were they weren't going to let me do it at first yeah. and they, <laughs> it took some very um, suasing to get them yeah. to, to let me. We had to rework our magic out of this work. <laughs> we did, we did. Our Canadian charm it's, came yeah. out. There, didn't it? it's, it's we had to get, I think we had to give up a pin for that. Yes, we did. We did give up a couple of little things in return, didn't we? <laughs> <I love that. coughs> has, has, any, has any of your sports started back up yet in person? We, um, we got bowling going, Chris, and we got uh, swimming going right now. Nice. Any word just, on speed skating? Practicing. I didn't realize skating was how you started. No, not yet. Maybe. The club, hopefully, oh, the, there's the a club, crossed. but very small, I think. Yeah. And then, and then, you know what? For this year, until things get better, you know what? It's just I'll take the year off again. Just maybe next year, I'll Chris, I'll go back at it. But for now, it's just let the COVID get its our protocol better and more uncontrollable, right? Still. Mm -hmm. for sure yeah 
you're you are not going to be uh sitting still though through the winter are you you have something that's going to keep you busy aren't you you know i got a very um a smart trainer on my bicycle i do all year round now so that's what's going to keep me very active yes you put on some miles on that don't you uh yeah i've done 177 kilometers in the last four days Wow. And, and yeah. your, your bike outside this summer, how many kilometers did you do through the course of the summer? I uh, did uh, 4,200. Wow. <laughs> Good for That's you. Amazing. That's excellent. Thank you. That's it. Cause it's like I said, there's not much I'm going on. So I come from home from work and I just basically hop on the bike and uh, go with my friends, come with my friends and go 50 kilometers a night. Just, just for do something to get, get some exercise and get some fresh air. Nice. So through the winter, you're going to be traveling on these virtual ones and you're going to be all over yeah. the place, aren't you? Yeah. Mountains and deserts. I was assuming I was last night, two nights. Yes, I was in Mount France, I think, or somewhere or <laughs> in that way, because it's all virtual. So they didn't tell me which mountain it was, but it was a mountain. Right. So wow. Like they, I, I, did, I did 60 kilometers and then it was a 1,400 400 feet up. Yeah. That's it was, uh, Good for you. Yeah. Good. thank you chris yeah it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's keeping my legs ready for skiing next year i'll bet i'll bet like, well look out because uh i'm sure the next winter world games you're going to be right up there in contention to go as an athlete this time again and and oh, i have yeah, no I mean, doubt that you'll be one of the top ones in canada that's for sure i'm gonna try derek that's you know as, <laughs> as we all know it's harder when you get a little older sometimes to keep it up as long as easy as it can be right yes it is speaking of trying chris our athletes oh. so as as athletes with special olympics we follow an oath can you tell yep. us the oath let me win if i cannot win let me brave in the temp can you tell us can you tell us when you were brave in the attempt i mine was probably Brave in the Temple is two years. Actually, when Derek and nobody know, at Nationals, I had an injury, and I tried to get back up, and it just didn't let me. But that's my brave. I was trying to get back up and go, go, and it just didn't let me go. No. Your body was saying no as much as yeah. you wanted to. But, yeah. But yeah. that's what I would say, Chris, is my you know, brave to go finish. And that was what I was trying to do. I wanted to finish. I only had about three of my laps to go, and it just – yeah, just unfortunately it happened. It just, I couldn't finish it. Yeah. Well, that's what it's all about, right? That's what the oath says, and, and you're living proof of it right there, Stephen. Right. So, now, Stephen, Chris, it's been great to see you again. Yes. Uh, I enjoyed seeing you a few weeks ago at the Guardians, as wet and cold Thanks. as we were. Yes. Uh, <laughs> actually, Chris, um, Derek, it's no lie. I was actually didn't, I, I was in bloom in my mind. I didn't, I wasn't even thinking, I didn't realize that was you. I know I took you a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, on, so I didn't notice it. Yeah. Hey, I think you had you were looking for your mask or something too. You yes. lost your mask, so you were yes, a little I distracted. Did. No, yes, that's okay. Yes. That's all right. It didn't take you too long and you were you figured out. No, what I knew it was, I, so. Well, I just I just I was wasn't thinking I was like I said, and, and I'm like I didn't expect that, that was the one person I would see, right? Like of course. Like why I would just, some why would some guy from the London area be up in no, a No, 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 I'm not saying that. I, was just, <laughs> I just didn't know. I, I just like, like I get, yeah, it no, it's it all awesome good. It's all good. It was, it was great to totally see you. Awesome to see you, Jake, you know, yeah. I like it. Yeah. 
and it, and it's been great having you on here. It's it's been good reliving a few things about our our trip um, to the UAE there. That was so oh, exciting. Yes, and if was... any of our uh, American friends happen to tune into our podcast, yeah. and remember Stephen, give a shout out to what was your team number, Stephen? Fat uh, Fabulous Five. The Fabulous Fab Five. Five. So shout Fab out to the Five. Fab Five from yes. Abu Dhabi, from Stephen Graham up here in Ontario, Canada. All right, Stephen, thanks very much. It's been great having you. Hopefully we get to talk to you again soon. Yes. Thank you, Chris and Derek. I appreciate that. All You're right. Welcome. Take care. Take care, guys. All right. And Logie and I will be right back after this with our second guest today. And welcome back to Guardians and Gladiators, folks. To, as now we have our special guest from Special Olympics Ontario. Welcome to the show, Kirsten. Thanks for having me, guys. Really Hi, happy Kirsten. to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. This is excellent. Um, so, Kirsten, you, as Lozi said there, work with Special Olympics Ontario, right? And I know at one point your role uh, was in relation to the school programs, right? And yep. I think Lozi was going to ask you something about that. We were discussing the school programs earlier. Uh, when did the school programs get involved with Special Olympics? Good question. Um, so way back in uh, 2011 and the 2012 school year is when we really started. I think, you know, officially Special Olympics started in schools uh, a few years before that, but really that, you know, fall of uh, 2011 is when uh, we really started to uh, to give a big push and um, started our, our formal events and stuff like that in schools. And uh... The words four corners keep sticking in my mind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's the first program we started back in uh, 2011 and 2012, that school year. And uh, it was uh, basically a basketball tournament for high school kids across Ontario. Um, we were pretty naive at the time, actually. So we hosted uh, four events in all four corners of Ontario. Uh, and, and that's why we called it four corners. And then it kept growing from there. So... Uh, like 16 corners and 32 corners didn't really make sense anymore. So we had to rebrand it. We uh, called it school championships at the end of that. Right. Nice. And um, did it stick to just basketball or did they incorporate other sports in there too? Yeah. So over the years we did basketball the first year, then we grew into soccer and uh, now we actually have five sports. So a uh, good thing we changed the name. So just before COVID uh, we had 80 qualifiers uh, for high schools across across Ontario. So 80 corners would make no sense anymore. Um, and, and five sports and, uh, and each of those, uh, sports, we kind of do like a, a congregated provincial championships for all five sports at the same time. It's big multi-sport games in the spring now, uh, of each year. And we rotate around the province and, uh, work with different police forces to, to host those each spring now. Right. Yeah, I remember when uh, I remember going to a soccer event here when you mentioned getting the police services involved and we had a soccer event here in London and going there and welcoming the athletes out and, and doing it. And I know that that has grown almost into like another Special Olympic Provincial Games, isn't it? Like final leg of the torch run and opening ceremonies and everything, hasn't it? Yeah, we get the whole kit and caboodle now. So actually that first year when it was still called Four Corners, uh, we hosted the provincials in Waterloo at, uh, at Laurier. And this is how small we were back then. There was 40 high school athletes that qualified for those games. Uh, so I couldn't even rent out like a restaurant for them. 
uh, because we didn't have enough people. So we ended up renting out this kind of side corner of an Eastside Mario's just off the uh, campus at Laurier. And uh, the chief of police for Waterloo came and he had to stand on a table uh, (laughs) to give the speech at the opening ceremony (laughs) slash the dinner that we had. Fast forward now, we've got like 1,400 people that come to the games, uh, full opening ceremonies, just like a Special Olympics provincial games that you would know. Oh, like final leg, like you said, Derek, um, you know, we do we do everything now kind of uh, almost to the same that we would do um, the provincial. So they're just about the same size, uh, which is really, really cool, um, especially for kids in high school to come out uh, and see. They don't get the opportunity um, like every like the, some of their peers might in high school to to participate on a school team. So it's really cool for them to be able to travel to provincial games and then it's really neat for them to learn about Special Olympics and what happens in their community so that when they graduate from high school, uh, they know about Special O and they know how awesome it is so that they get involved at the community level as well. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, the chief still stands on tables and Always. Uh, <laughs> dancing and stuff too now. He's Always, really yes. yeah, evolved into a lot. <laughs> um, so back in that. Uh, 2019 I was part of the uh, floor hockey team here in London that went to the provincials games how 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 involved were you with the the youth games that were held there as well so I was actually the games manager uh for that or co-games manager I guess I uh was a co with um a police officer from Toronto Police Service his name is Mike Rubau you can say his name yeah give Mike a little shout out Mikey P yeah he uh he was seconded from his job and I was seconded from my job at Special Olympics and so we kind of combined together to to run those games they were pretty big they were you know way bigger than anything we'd run in the past 2,500 athletes at those ones um, and floor hockey, like you said, Lozi was a, a really big part of that as well. So we kind of married in the provincial uh, floor hockey games for our community programs to happen because they were supposed to happen at the same time. So we figured why not give them some extra fireworks and come down to these uh, these big games and um, really cool. So, you know, we didn't really know when we started back in 2011 that we had this really cool program running and it, it grew every year. Um, but what we didn't really realize was that how special it was. So the more we kind of started telling people about it, especially other Special Olympics staff around the world, we realized that we were really the only ones running something like this. And um, we started Unified Sport in schools uh, back in 2016. Um, And so we were the only ones in the world to be offering unified and traditional sport for Special Olympics in high schools. Um, and the only ones um, hosting a competition that led to something bigger, like a provincials uh, in the world. So lots of people started asking if they could come hang out and watch it or send a team to participate. So we figured why not invite the rest of the world to come and compete? And that's how that 2019 Invitational Youth Games was born. Um, so we started planning it a couple of years beforehand, but that was really the culmination of us being able to show the rest of the world how we do things here in Ontario and how great it was so that they could take it back to their hometown and start to grow programs like this. So hopefully we see more of this kind of popping up around the world, especially in North America. Yeah. And you're not kidding when you say worldwide. I know a lot of people say that term, you know, and it may be, oh, there was somebody from the States that came. Well, we're talking worldwide because there was a whole contingent from Australia that came up, wasn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And all through the Caribbean, uh, the best way I can sum it up is that, you know, sometimes on your cell phone, when you get those calls that are like really weird numbers, um, maybe they're from Africa or Bahamas or something like that. 
So, and you never pick them up because you know that it's, you know, a fake phone call. That year I had to pick up all of those phone numbers <laughs> that called my cell phone because it was usually a special big staff member from somewhere in Europe or in Africa calling <laughs> to see if they could come to our games. So. Yeah. <laughs> so this, it's so great that with this being introduced to people in the schools, as you mentioned, a lot of people at that age aren't very familiar with the, the um, original Special Olympics programs that take place. So this is a great introduction to them. Now, obviously, in the last year and a half with COVID, a lot of stuff at the schools has become online and different things. Where are we at right now as far as the, uh, the, the sports in the schools? Have, have they started up again? Is it something they're about to do? Yeah, so we're completely virtual still uh, at this point, as we were last year. And to be honest, we actually had some really good involvement while we were virtual uh, last year uh, and this year. We got a lot of people that are, are really hungry to, to participate. And the bonus in schools is that everyone has to be set up uh, virtually. Um, so, you know, in some of our community programs for Special Olympics, uh, we found that some athletes had a harder time connecting. Maybe they didn't have internet at home or a device or something like that, it was mandated in Ontario that every single student in an Ontario school was able to get access to the internet and a device that um, they could connect on. So we knew that everyone could uh, could connect in. So we ran a, a large number of programs last year, mostly like single day soccer or basketball events, but we're still seeing 800, 900 kids sign up for those uh, basketball events, which, uh, which was really neat to run on Zoom. It was a little bit of you know, a learning curve for us to have that many people uh, coming <laughs> on, but it, it was really cool. And then on top of that, we actually talked to a lot of special education teachers in the province. And usually special education programs have a really hard time getting gym time in their school, uh, time to practice for our events and, and get their team ready to go. But during COVID, special education classes were actually allowed to be in school the whole time where the rest of the school was was virtual. Um, right. because uh, the kids had high needs and they needed to be with their teacher. So the teachers loved it because they could be in the gym whenever they wanted to. And so right. um, our participation rates were were really high. Um, having said that now, I think people are just really excited to see everyone again in person. So uh, we're hoping, fingers crossed, that maybe in the spring we're able to, to run some in-person stuff, but uh, we're still doing everything virtual at the moment. Right. Okay. Well, that's, that's great. I mean, that's way more than a lot of people have been able to do. So that's excellent. So now that now we understand that you started the school program, you made it big as it is now. What, what is your new role role now? Oh, thanks, Lizzie. Up? Yeah. So uh, officially now I'm the director of programs for Special Olympics Ontario. And uh, so now I have the really fun job of overseeing all of our sports and programming that happens at Special O. Uh, so anything from uh, coach development, community programs, major games in sport, our healthy athletes, and then of course still our school programs. So uh, while I'm not directly in charge of, of just schools uh, and youth anymore, I still uh, am really closely tied with that team. And uh, one of our awesome staff, his name's Chris, has taken over my role in the school's position. Nice. That sounds exciting. That's uh, congratulations. That sounds like a nice move yeah. there. Thank you. Do you do you get to boss Cody around yet? Is that something you? Well, now Cody and I are both directors, so ah. we worked really well together before. But now, now we're forced to work together uh, <laughs> five days of the week. I think so. 
lucky lucky for us uh we both really Poor enjoy guy. a game of golf so we get to we get to go out and play golf a little bit and yeah. talk work all the time well so. there's good points and bad points to every yeah. promotion isn't there exactly yeah. <laughs> All right, that's great. Kirsten, we really appreciate you taking the time. It's great information. We're so excited about the school program in, in just a few short years, how it's grown dramatically from four corners right up to where we are now with international youth games. It's it's amazing how much has been accomplished in such a short period of time. And it's exciting to to think about where we're going to be 10 years from now. Yeah, so, absolutely. Thanks, yeah, guys. Thank- I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was great to have you on and good luck with the new role. And hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you for coming. All right. Thanks. All right. We are going to be right back, Lucy and I, after this to wrap up. Welcome back to Guardians and Gladiators. Wow. Wasn't that a fantastic show with two very special guests? One an athlete of Stephen Graham and another our, our our special guest from Toronto and Krista Bobby it was great that's that was a fun road trip I mean road trips are always great but uh, when you get to speak to two people like that uh, that was excellent really enjoyed at that. least at least this road trip we stayed warm in there in our company <laughs> of our own homes exactly <laughs> it's a road trip without leaving home right <laughs> the best kind yeah, it was nice to catch up with Steve. We had a great experience when we were in Abu Dhabi. It was such an honor and a privilege to be um, selected to go there. And Stephen represented Special Olympics Ontario and Torchwood Ontario and, and all of Canada, really. He was the only athlete from Canada that was there and was just an incredible ambassador. He, his speeches were amazing. He had this big smile. You saw his smile tonight. I know our listeners yeah. can't see it, but um, Steven's smile, you just can't miss it. It, it, it just lights up the room and, and we got to see it the whole time we were there. And, and I know speaking with athletes from all over the world that were there, or sorry, not athletes, law enforcement members, everybody commented on uh, how great Steven was and what a great job he did representing us. So it was nice to have Steven on, a really great guy and, and a big part of Special Olympics up in the Aurelia area. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm already looking forward to next week. I'm sure you are too. Um, we have some great guests lined up. Uh, we will we'll keep you in suspense a little bit. But what I can tell you is that next week, you think this road trip was good? We're going international next week. Oh, I can't wait. There's a tease for you. <laughs> international next week on Guardians and Gladiators. So thanks again for joining us. We look forward to speaking with you next week. Until next week. Have a good week, folks.